can we trust personality tests? And what is it about them that we find so irresistible? We discuss this and more on this episode of The Overthinkers. Hello, thinking people's thinking people. Welcome to The Overthinkers, home for the creative intellectual. I am your host, Joseph Holmes, filmmaker, film critic, INFJ, Enneagram 3, Ravenclaw. And with me, as <laughs> always, is my painstakingly pedagogical co-host. Nice. Nathan Clarkson, actor, author, filmmaker, and let's see if I can remember this, Gryffindor, first yeah, of all. Yeah, of course, yes. <laughs> ENTP, uh, but in true ENTP fashion, I don't like being boxed in, so I'm going to say maybe ENTP. Um, <laughs> okay, yes. And then what am I on the Enneagram? I think I'm like, oh, shoot, um, three or seven. It's the strong-willed, independent, uh, right, handsome right, yeah. one uh, with a wave <laughs> eight. Yeah. So, so yeah, I got yeah. the handsome one too. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, well, so as you can see, we do like to have fun on this show, whether we're talking about really deep subjects. So if you want some more of this, Nathan, where should people go to find more of the ways we talk about things? Well, if you want to get in contact with us and learn more about what we do, please head over to theoverthinkersjournal.com. And you can also head and check out our awesome Facebook group that has so many cool people just like mm. you who love deep questions, uh, great articles, memes, and really fun discussions about interesting things. So please join our group. We'd love to have you over at Facebook, uh, The Overthinkers Group. And if you enjoy this podcast, would you please consider giving us a review? It really does help us so much. Yeah. And if you enjoy this podcast, please share it with a friend. We have um, so amazingly have so many people listening now, and we are finding this really cool tribe, um, yeah. if I can use that word, tribe of people who love to overthink, um, who love discussion, who love deep thought, who love art, who love creativity. So if you know someone who enjoys all those things, please have them come in uh, and enjoy this podcast as well. So uh, I think that's all I have. Fantastic. Okay. So today, which you guys probably know if because you clicked on this podcast, we are talking about personality tests. Mm. Yes. So personality tests, if you haven't noticed, are dominating modern culture from Myers-Briggs to Enneagram to what Hogwarts house you're in. People can't seem to get enough of taking tests about the personality to help understand who they are and who other people are. As Dr. Jennifer V. Fiard wrote for Psychology Today, managers use the test for hiring, promotion, and team building workshops. Outside the workplace, people share and bond over their results. Listicles tout the ideal date idea, best lipstick, best carry-on luggage, and what city you should live in for MBA tech. Companies like Evernote and Ford even market products and services directly toward different types, end quote. Many people have described Myers-Briggs personality types as having positive life-changing results. YouTuber Frank James launched his career with funny videos about Myers-Briggs personality types and has recounted stories about how his videos have helped people avoid suicide because they've helped them feel understood and not alone for the first time. However, are also a great many critics of personality types and tests. In the Psychology Today article, your favorite personality test is probably bogus. Dr. Fayard, again, makes the case that personality tests are actually incredibly unreliable and unscientific. The HBO documentary Persona, The Dark Truth Behind Personality Tests, warns of the dangers of employers using personality tests to unfairly screen out people for hiring, and some Christians are convinced that the Enneagram is satanic. 
Now, Nathan, as an ENTP, maybe <laughs> Gryffindor, who announces his personality type almost as often as he reminds us he once worked with the Russo brothers. And you know that's right. Why do you think that, <laughs> why do you think that we love personality tests so much? Do you think that personality tests are more good than bad? Or what do you think the main benefits and harms of them can be? Hmm. Well, I'm going to see if I can answer all of those great questions. Um, uh, can you Doesn't have to be all at once. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's interesting. Um, as you just described and, and, and showed, really, really popular. And I think this has something to do, we talked about in the episode, we had a whole episode on identity. Why are we so obsessed yeah. with identity? And we talked about in this new age when people... Um, are told to go to go find themselves to go right. be yourself to go uh, create yourself i think uh you know there is a freedom in that that people really enjoy but there's also we talked about the anxiety that comes with that right well i i don't know who i am because it's not attached to all these uh things that in all of human history we have been attached to so now i get this freedom to create myself but also who am i and so right. these personality <laughs> tests kind of come in and they and they fill that hole they in some small way can tell us who we are and it happens in in um you know bigger more serious tests like the enneagram and the mbti myers-briggs test and even it happens in little things you know like the buzzfeed listicles you know yes. what kind of person are you or what or what person in this tv show or what marvel's avenger are you what kind of pokemon are you because in all of these tests both big and small serious or fun what we're really doing is asking the question, who am I? Yes. Who are we? And that's such an intrinsic question to the human experience. And so if you have um, people who can capitalize on this and say, I can tell you who you are with just a yeah. series of questions, I think undoubtedly that's the reason why so many people are drawn to these. Now, does that make them inherently good or bad? No, it just says that there's something inside of us that that has this driving question of who am I and is looking for answers in the world, in the universe, in your life. And um, I think one of the rises, one of the reasons uh, they have risen so much in the past 20, 30, 50 years is because we live in a time and era in which we are detached from the things that have traditionally defined us and informed us of who we are. And so I think obviously personality tests who say, I'll tell you who you are, are going to become popular. Now to talk about if they're good or bad, which I think was a part of your um, yeah. question, you know, it's such a funny question. People, um, and it is one that gets asked about almost everything. Is this good or bad or politics <laughs> good or bad? Is religion good or bad? Well, it depends on what religion depends on yeah. what sect of politics you're in. So of course there are some great and wonderful things to personality tests. They can inform us um, of who we are, uh, give yeah. us more of an understanding of how we work and how other people work and an empathy for understanding humans around us and ourselves. Um, but they can also put us in boxes and at the worst, I think they can mislead us into mm. uh, having us believe that we are something we are not or someone else is something that they are not. And so I think there's really, um, there's potential for real good here. I think there's potential for real health, for real understanding, self-understanding. And I think there's potential uh, for real misleading or oversimplifying um, uh, 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 things. Right. So I, I think asking, are they good, is too simplistic a question. Well, tell me which one, and I'll tell you if it's good or bad, or, or someone will. Because I think ultimately, the mark of a good personality test, if, it, if 
the personality test can get you closer to understanding the reality about mm. yourself, not something you want to be, not something um, that you imagine yourself to be, but something that you actually are. I think that it, a good personality test will inform you about reality. And that's the good test mm. of anything, right? It's showing something true. And so personality tests mark themselves as showing something true about yourself. So I'd say the mark of a personality test, if it's good or not, is does it show you something true about yourself? And I'll go one step further and say, is the personality test, the questions, the barometers for which they come to answers about you, is um, that based on something true and verifiable, not just whims or emotions or feelings? So I'd say, yes, they can absolutely be good if they're the right ones and if they have those boundaries around them. Are they revealing something true about the reality of who you are? Yeah. Well, that's, there's a lot there and I agree with a lot of it, which is good, but convenient. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but uh, I think, you know, cause for startup, yeah, I think you hit you nail on the head. You know, we have, you know, a whole episode on identity and how the human beings need identity um, and talked about it. Hell episode. We talk a lot about the sort of postmodern world and how we're not, you know, uh, we used to be when people lived in much smaller isolated communities um, there was a lot more, okay, you're part of this family. You're a part of this religion. You're part of these things. You're not, uh, most of your identities were given. And also there is, uh, I was reading an article in the Gospel Coalition that quoted a, uh, a conflict resolution spell, just uh, Bill Eddy. It was basically, it was like, you know, what Christians should know about the Enneagram article. But he, here, he talked about that fact that we're, we don't have histories anymore. It's because we're, as individuals, we move about so much we're creating relationships with people that we don't have histories with. So it's like, you know, we're, so we don't know ourselves or we know each other because, you know, it's like, oh, it used to be, you knew this person, you grew up with them. You grew up with them, you, you know, and, or you've known them for at least 10 years. And so you're able to see who they actually are. But now we are encountering people that we have to trust like we would trust someone we know for a long time, but we, but we don't know them for a long time. Who are you people? And so there's a lot of, okay, if I can define myself so people can know me in a shorthand in a shorter amount of time, then also if I can know other, other people in a shorter amount of time, that kind of helps us to build relationships faster, maybe not better, mm. um, but it helps us to, um, you know, it used to be like, okay, like, you know, you know about 10 people, you know, about 10 people or 20 people in your whole life, for the most part, they have relationships with. It's like, it's easy to define yourself over time uh, in that relationship with people. But now we have to define ourselves quickly so we know what our place is in the world. And so they, and so these things, the other thing is, it's interesting because this, they talked about this with dating in um, uh, the fascinating history of how courtship became dating, which was the New York Post, which uh, about an interview about a book. They talked about how actually, we didn't talk about personality in the way that we do now. We talked about verses and vices until people started entering cities, you know, and then it became like, okay, I have to stand out and define myself in a crowd. Um, and it's not going to be based on who my family was or who my, you know, uh, or who, or, who, you know, what my work or job is, because all those can change. It's going to be what character traits do people see in me that are different from other people. Um, which sort of changed how like, you know, dating became about impressing somebody and, and having your charms, mm. you know, so a lot of these things. But the other thing I think it's interesting you pointed out and that I was noticing is that, you know, people have always found ways to define themselves. It's like, okay, now the personality test is a new way to do it. The thing is now you always define yourself based on things that you think are trustworthy ways to define yourself. Like, okay, can we try? Cause you were like, it depends on the personality test. It's like, yeah. How do we trust 
the person who's telling us who we are is trustworthy. We used to say, oh. okay, God will tell us who we are, or our family will tell us who we are. Well, we don't trust God or our family or religion for very much in our society. It's like, okay, who are we going to trust to tell us we are? Psychologists. You know, we're going to trust, mm. you know, people. They're in one of the new groups of people that we say, okay, they're capable of trust telling us who we are um, with a little bit more trustworthy that we can. So when we say, okay, like Myers Briggs is based on your know, Jungian psychology, you know, we'll say, yeah, okay, that maybe actually has some, some uh, bearing on, on, um, <clears throat> on, on whether or not it's actually something that we can put our, um, put our trust in as something that's actually gonna, gonna, gonna be good for us. Now, so I wanna get sort of to plug into, and cause you said, okay, that it depends. Like the personality test, like, yeah, we all need identity. We all need to define ourselves. And I was like, so if this is helpful in that way and it's based on truth and a reality, um, you know, then it can be good. Um, so what, what criteria do you use to sort of determine the, the sort of personality tests are, are uh, something that's actually good for you or based in reality and helpful? Well, my answer is actually going to have something with you, brought, which you brought up, but I was actually thinking, so I want credit that I thought about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's really true, though. And I was thinking about like, because <clears throat> I, I, I figured this would be the question, like, well, how do we know what the personality test right. is telling us the truth? Because most often, uh, very often, we're going to personality tests to ask for the truth because we don't know. It. And that, again, I'll, I'll refer back to this previous episode we talked about. We don't have things informing us who we are anymore. And it's great that we live in a, you know, um, uh, to, to a lot of people, it's great. To, oh, you know, make up yourself or live your own truth, whatever right. it is. But most of us don't know our, who, you know, be yourself. Okay. Who, who am that? I? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. And uh, it's interesting to think about the things that used to inform us of who we are. And I'd say in the first personality test I ever took wasn't on a piece of paper, wasn't on the internet, wasn't a link or a listicle or a psychologist. It was my family. Mm. My family is the first personality test I ever took. Ooh. And by that, I mean, it wasn't a formal test. Um, but I think, unfortunately, we live in a time now where very many people grow up and they don't have strong families. They don't have yeah. these connections and a space that's really healthy and safe. Uh, I'll, I'll use a word in the zeitgeist. I think many people grow up in toxic families and relationships yeah. they yeah. can't trust and that don't inform them well of who they are. In fact, very often we, we grow up with a, an incorrect image of ourselves because yes. of the dysfunctional families um, that are so prevalent now in this, in this really unfortunate. I feel almost um, bad because I was blessed with a family that was very yeah. healthy in, in many, many ways. And because of that, I learned very early on who I was. Right. And I learned that in reference to other people, uh, both telling me and acting with me in personalities. Because yeah. when you're in a family, especially a healthier one, like I was blessed enough to be a part of, you learn very quickly who you are, what role you play, yeah. what behavior you exhibit that needs to be corrected, what behavior you yeah. exhibit that's really strong, beautiful, and adds to the family dynamic. And so very quickly, I learned, you know what, in my family, I'm someone who enjoys talking, enjoys adventure, enjoys debating, yeah. enjoys these big subjects. And my family recognized that and they blessed that. They would talk about yeah. it with Nathan. You know what, you are such, I love how verbal you are. I love that you want to spend time with all of us. I love that you initiate these adventures in the backyard. So yeah. very early on, I was giving really clear definitions of, oh, that's who I am. These are my strengths and these are my weaknesses. Yeah. Nathan, you know, th these are things to learn to work on. You know, yeah. I noticed that you used your words really harshly um, a little while ago. And I think that's something to pay attention to. And so very quickly, I learned the good and the bad and the, the, 
the definitions of who I was and how I'd been made yeah. because I lived in a context of people and relationships that loved me and they, it informed who I was in the world. And so I think first of I think uh, a, a big issue right now is that they, we don't have as strong uh, yeah. relationships and places and spaces, familiarly speaking, that can inform us of these things. So I think by the time kids go to college, they start looking for who they are and everything around them, be it friends, be it tribes, be it whatever it is, be it personality tests. Yeah. So that's a long way to say that the criteria for me, as I'm thinking through like what tests do I agree with, what tests do I not agree with, the ones I typically am wary of sure, are yeah. the ones that do a couple things um, that allow you to decide who you are mm-hmm. and uh, your strengths and weaknesses. Um, you know, the, the Enneagram is interesting. It is blown up in the past few years, yeah. but interestingly enough, there is no test for it. I'm sure someone has made a test for it, but it's not meant to be tested. You are meant to look and decide which number you are. Interesting. Which, which is, you know, goes hand in hand with the live your truth, you know, make right. yourself whoever you want to be. But I, and I think there's some real um, attraction there as sure, to that. Yeah. You know, I get to decide, oh, I, I like this. But I was talking to someone and they said, you know, it's interesting how everybody I know really picks this one particular number, even though they have, even though that number is like different personalities. Yes. Yeah, this paragraph has nothing to do with their personality, but it looks cool. And I've noticed yeah. that because of this, people gravitate towards this particular number. And I think that's, of course, that's natural. We want to be the, you know, whatever makes us look cool and and deep and interesting. But in reality, the more we, as people who don't have a lot of impartial context on who we are, get to decide which number we are. I think that's actually, I I hesitate to say dangerous, but I think misleading. Because I I think if you're trusting yourself to tell you who you are, um, then you'll probably be dishonest somewhere along the line. There's a, there's a high likelihood of that. Yeah. yeah. And so I typically distrust the accuracy of tests where you get to decide what you are. Um, and then I also distrust, I don't know if they call them tests, but personality definers where your personality is based on random things. You know, uh, one of the mm. things that you, I don't, you, I don't know if you mentioned in the beginning or not, but that's huge. And I didn't really realize this until I got to LA um, is astrology. Yes. And I remember yes. someone telling me, oh my gosh, you are such an Aries. And I went, what? They're like, you're such an Aries. Aries! And the funny thing is I am an Aries. So I guess, you know, they have that. <laughs> there but, you go. <laughs> technically but but i distrust things that are based on randomness sure. um that aren't based on any actual of telling or informative event or right. structure but who just you know uh the sun was here when you were born so that must make you more outgoing or less outgoing so i distrust those there's, the there's ones a, i trust yeah go ahead oh i was gonna say that you know people there's often this thing whenever you know people uh criticize astrology people are like well you know you like the Myers-Briggs test and that's the same thing and I was like well yeah the difference is that you know in Myers-Briggs they ask you questions about they tell you about your personality by asking questions about your personality whereas astrology tells you about your personality by asking questions about the planets which is a slightly different thing (laughs) (laughs) yeah absolutely Absolutely. It's, 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 it's interesting. So those are the two uh, kind of criteria that help me know what I don't trust when it comes sure, to something yeah. telling me about myself. Now, the criteria I generally trust more, and again, not in totality, not completely, no, yeah. but I, I trust um, 
one, I trust tests that are based on psychology because psychology is a science. There's a scientific method that has gone into understanding these different traits and science is based on um, repeating the same results over and over and over and over again. So you have a consistency of uh, at least a consistency of of, um, regular events informing the viewer. So I have tended towards enjoying the Myers-Briggs test because like you mentioned, it is based on Jungian psychology. Now you might love Jung, you might hate Jung, (laughs) but it was there is a scientific foundation this test was yeah. built upon. Is it perfect? Absolutely not. But to compare it to astrology, it, I think is unfair because there is scientific basis here. And I have found anecdotally, I know that anything can be um, uh, proven anecdotally, but I have found that it has been pretty informative to me to understanding myself and defining human behavior. Right. And it has been informative uh, for understanding other people as I see them act in ways. I also, what I like about the test is it says, you are not necessarily these letters. That's not just like a, a yeah. sentence. This is the beha- the human behavior that we have mapped. This is what you tend towards most often. Right. And so I like that it's even less defined. It's just a good indicator into behavior that you tend towards as a person. Um, So I tend towards tests that have a little more basis, that have a little more in in something um, concrete, somewhat concrete, and that aren't either um, based on randomness or uh, based on your own bias uh, uh, assumption. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that makes that makes a lot of sense. I think you you picked up on 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 certain things. I think I have a really I, I I agree with you that the the more you can make it something that's objective and, you know, uh, social sciences and psychology, you know, it's, it's, it's have a difficult time because they rely on so much self-reporting. And this is a, this is a difficulty with, um, you know, with the personality test There's a lot of them, there's self-reporting aspects to it, but, um, but anytime you can find something that's as close to objective as possible in these, you know, whether it's Myers-Briggs, another one is the big five personalities. Oh, yeah. yeah. Are those, those two, as much as it seems like you can get with psychology and, you know, have, have some objective basis to it. So I tend to prefer those as well. I think you also, you also make uh, some really good points about some of the, the good things and benefits of these. Like one thing that I've seen come about from personality tests, not only like is a certain degree of self-acceptance where it's like, you know, I always thought I was really weird and not only weird, but the weirdness was an automatic flaw in me. Whereas it's like, if you can say like, oh, it's like, what's wrong with me that I don't like, you know, um, mm. I'm, I'm hanging out with people, you know, all the time. It's like, oh, well, you're not, there's nothing wrong with you. You're just an introvert. You know, you can be an introvert, extrovert. It's not automatically something wrong with you. And that's, yes. that's helpful. It also helps you be more compassionate to other people. It's like, okay, there's not something yes. wrong with them. They just have a different personality. On the other hand, you also see people who abuse this. You know, there's the joke. It's like, that's like, I'm not, you know, uh, I'm not a jerk. I'm just a Libra joke kind of thing. <laughs> I'm not a jerk. I'm just an ENTP. ENTP, is what yes, I use. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, well, no, it's, it's a, it, what, what these things can do is they can tell you, because anytime you're in, just in self-improvement, what you kind of have to do is say, okay, you know, here's where my strengths and weakness, here's where my strengths lie. And so I need to, you know, uh, lean into my strengths and here's where my weaknesses are. So I need to shore up my weaknesses. And, you know, so it's like, uh, these kind of things can help you say, okay, I'm, these are where my strengths are that I can lean into and weaknesses that I can shore up. 
But you also make another interesting point, which is that some of the, the, the criticisms of personality tests that come in are missing the points that the problem is less with when there are problems with personality tests. Like, you know, oh, we're, you know, which is like, yeah, you, people try to use it to stereotype other people when the problem is really like, again, one of the things about personality tests is it talks about like your typical behaviors. Sometimes your typical behaviors are based on nature and sometimes they're based on nurture. And mm. so sometimes it's based on, you know, your habits and things that you can change about yourself. And some of them are things that are innate parts of you. And so people, but oftentimes people, when they use these, they try to say, okay, these are unchanging things about me or about others that can't ever be changed. And so people criticize it for that because no, people are capable of change in these ways or that ways and shouldn't be stereotyped. The problem is, the problem is less with the personality tests and the problem is more with, we live in a society where the more healthy ways of discovering yourself are not available to everybody all yes, the time as yes. much. So like you said, if you come from a broken home where your ability to define yourself and understand yourself, because you really do, it's true. You define, you understand yourself best if you're able to actually rub shoulders with real people and other people discover you by being able to rub genuinely about you. Exactly. Yes. And we live in a society where people either grow up not having that in their home or they leave that environment to go to other places where people don't know them and have to rediscover that process all over again. And typically they're cycling through that every two to three years, you know? So it's like, at a, you know, whether you're at a job or whether you're your community, you know, church hopping or, you know, whatever is, whatever your communities are, people are kind of cycling through them every three years. And there, that's not an environment where you can actually um, most uh, most you can really discover yourself or have yes. a solid identity. Um, and Isn't so there it, a great, go ahead. Oh, I'm just jumping real quick. There's something that's been kind of uh, said in psychology circles recently that I think is really interesting. And I've probably said it before, but it's, it's called consistency of narrative. Yes. Um, yes. Which is essentially people who know you over a long period of time and right. can reflect back on you truth about yourself. Exactly. So yeah, yes. yeah. Continue. Sorry. No, 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 no. That's exactly. And we, you know, it's fine to have, um, you know, lots of people who cycle through like that, right. But you should have at least a few people, you know, uh, that are continuous across time in order to have healthy yes. psychology, both for your personal, your self-esteem, but also for accountability. So you can grow and change. Um, and people just, we just don't have that for most, for, for most people. And so personality tests become a way of a shorthand for you to do that for yourself and for you to do that with others, mm. but it's insufficient. It's insufficient for a lot of reasons. It's insufficient because of the Barnum effect, which is like, you know, when people, you hear vague truths listed that sound good to you. And so then you just take them on yourself, even though it's like, well, this could apply to everyone, you know, and, and this is something that personality tests do have in common with astrology. You know, I, I have a, a stand-up comic friend of mine, Robert Puncher, who has this whole thing where it's like, you know, they say that you must be X because you don't like to be wrong. Who doesn't, who likes to be wrong? <laughs> you, you enjoy uh, really fun experiences. Exactly. That's yeah. true. <laughs> and so, but then also, again, but also we need to know things about other people to have relationships with them, to date them, to, to employ them, to things like that. We have to have a certain level of trust that, and so that's, just, again, this is where it gets into the place mm. where people really criticize personality tests, that employers have to be able to, not, you know, to hire people without knowing them. And 
you know, and a lot of times they're relying on these personality tests, which are screening people out. And people are kind of saying, hey, you're screening people out, even though these personality tests are not entirely reliable. And so there's a whole group of people who are not getting to get to have a job because. Yeah. Um, but again, I, I understand why employers do this, because like I live, work at a job that's, you know, where you have to take care of people who can't take care of themselves. And if you get a person who's like, you know, their personality is that they lose their temper easily. That's something that would be good to know beforehand, because if you don't like if if you hire that person to just try them out and not knowing mm. like people who are defenseless suffer. You know, yes. and so, you know, and, and, and that's an extreme case because it's like, you know, but it's that's the kind of stuff that employers are dealing with, you know, if they that they want to try to avoid happening is somebody actually damaging or hurting someone else because the wrong person was hired. No, I would argue. Go ahead. Yeah, go, oh, ahead. go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. I would argue that every interview is a personality test yes. in some way, shape, or form. It might not be a formal Myers-Briggs or Enneagram or fill out this page of these questionnaire, but every every interview is of sorts a personality test. Right. Every date, by the way, every date you go on is a personality test. <laughs> it's true. Also, yes, very true. And we we may think that it's, it's and it may be true, that it's more healthy to do these things face-to-face and you don't really know someone unless you meet them face-to-face or know someone a long period of time. But again, we live in a society where that's the costs to screening every person individually are prohibitive, as, as economists would say. Uh, as a, what they think, uh, that. And, so, um, and so that's that's sort of the problem that personality tests are kind of a band-aid to try to solve. Um, but that don't address the the core the core issues. So that's why I sort of I sort of think of to people if they would talk about personality tests is to think of them as this is something that can be helpful to you in addressing the problem of like you know meeting a lot of people and defining yourself in an ever changing kind of uh, situation. But you know I'm going to go real Christian here for a minute. Is that you know? Oh boy! I know it's getting to that part of the episode, Preaching folks. Time. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, you, your first identity has to be something else. Like you can't, your first identity can't be your personality. If you're saying like, who am I, um, who's my tribe gonna be? It's like, you know, if I'm an INFJ, my first tribe can't be INFJs. My first mm. tribe has to be people who have shared values to me and as a Christian who place themselves under the lordship of, of Jesus, of God and have, uh, and, um, and part of, you know, that is also actually living in community with other people who share those values before I know who I am and partly discovering who I am and deciding who I am by interacting with those other people and trusting them and having them trust me and, and shape in that way. And yes, that church family, that community of people, and then of course, you know, the, the nuclear family, your, your biological family, those should be the places where I am first attempting to shape my identity. Um, the Myers-Briggs can be a good supplement for that, but you should be leaning into those other places primarily to discover yourself that way. Now, I'll, I'll say this uh, in, uh, not reaction or even sure. pushback, but a little bit. Please. I think ideally in, in a in a utopia, what you said is true. Ah, yeah, uh, yeah your family, your church. But I think what a lot of people are experiencing is they, they try that at church yeah. and they, they had um, pastoral abuse or right. they're taken yeah. advantage of. They've, 
and or, or they tried it in their family and instead of discovering who they were they were told who they were right. and that was very often negatively you're bad you're dumb you're not good enough whatever yeah. it is and so i think there's right now a really large distrust of the institutions that have told us who right. we are yes because these institutions i would say very often are broken you yes. know it'd be great if we could all go to a church where people were loving and kind and generous and cared about us unconditionally but even in my experience as someone who, who believes in God and who has grown up in the church, I've experienced all sorts of unhealth and toxicity in churches um, that would make me go, I'm never going to let you people tell right. me who I am. Because if I did, I think I'd either hate myself or you'd be just totally wrong or you'd do it with some ulterior motive. So right. I think there is a, that, that's great in theory, but I, I think that a lot of people right now are struggling because they, they don't um have these places so i think yeah. a lot of the thing is they we have to turn to our tribes um or our um or our personality test to tell us because the the places that we've tried that we're told that are good and do have the best uh, definitions of your personality have really been broken or, or have actually hurt us when we've gone there because it is a vulnerable thing to ask who am I and to have someone answer that that's a that's yeah. a scary thing and yeah. so I think a lot of people have either shut that off or continue to look in places that while they might not be um, as accurate are at least safer uh, emotionally I speaking I agree with I agree with that I I, I 100% agree with that I think my uh, and I should I sort of maybe kind of reframe my point a little bit which is that um, which is that you're you're absolutely right the reason the reason that we do these personality tests is because the other things that are better when they're at their best ah uh, yes the better they have been broken and so we're using this as a substitute but the thing is we have to recognize that the it's a substitute. Best it's a substitute for the thing that's best. And yes. so, and so the ultimate solution would be to repair the things which are at their nature better for our mm. psychology um, or find one that is like, find one that is healthy or to repair ones that, you know, to be, to be broken. Those will ultimately, you know, give us a higher level of happiness and satisfaction and, and, and repair our brokenness. Um, if we're able to do that, um, but of course, if you're not able to find a non-toxic church or family, you know, somebody, somebody, like Tim, Dr. Tim Keller talked about sort of like, you know, the, a, um, it's, it talked about sort of the three levels of relationships. And one is a relationship of abuse. And that's the worst form of relationship. Um, and then he said that the second, a better one than that is a transactional one, where it's just mm. like, look, we're just getting something out of each other. Um, and it's just, you know, and, you know, we're just trading you know, used to each other. And that's not the best, but it's a heck of a lot better than an abusive relationship. And, but still the better, best relationship is a covenantal relationship where we love, you'd love each other unconditionally and you uh. stay with each other through, um, through, through, through thick and thin, and you're able to hold each other accountable and also love each other. And so what I would say is that if you're in an abusive context, get the heck out of there, even if it's just yes. a transactional relationship. And even if that's the best you can do, go there. But if it's also worth it, if you're in a transactional relationship, which I sort of compared to the personality test, whatever you can do to try to see if you can find the covenantal relationship or a relationship where you are actually around real people who can help you discover yourself, you discover them, um, that will be better for you if you can find that. Well, and I will add to that. I amen to everything you said. I totally agree. Get out of the abusive situation um, and look and long and search for the covenantal unconditional relationship. Because I do believe that's in that 
context that you will begin to find and define yourself, your personality, and all of this. I do think people are having a hard time doing that. Yeah. I think the methods with which we go about doing that are broken as well. So yeah. it's the, yeah. the institutions are broken and the methods. It's the when you are out of order. You're out of order. You're out of order. The whole trial is out of order. They're out of order. Yep. Which we go, you know, uh, dating used to be a way to find that coming into a relationship. Yep. Now it's become just transactional. With the yes. hookup culture and all right. this. We just out of tests. Out of, and, you know, I'm always harping on this. Um, that I have found in my own life uh, when I haven't had a good church or, or I'm a, apart from my family or, or whatever it might be, one of the ways, the best ways, and, and I'd say it is transactional to a degree, but I think it's a way that can actually help you sure. start um, making yourself find, making yourself a person who will find a covenantal yes, unconditional absolutely. relationship better. And it would be therapy. I think therapy oh, sure, is yeah, a really yeah. interesting mm-hmm. um, and really healthy way to find insight about yourself that is based on um, on scientific understanding, but it's yeah. also that scientific understanding is through a lens of relationship with a person who is sitting yeah. there guiding you through yourself kindly. So I would say I'd encourage if you haven't found these institutions or haven't been blessed or lucky enough to have them. Um, I, I highly suggest if you can afford it therapy because yeah. therapy is a really wonderful way to begin to understand yourself and to prepare yourself uh, and give you wisdom for how to find those unconditional relationships, which can admittedly be really difficult to find. Now, I want to talk about one thing um, before we wrap well, also, up. I'll say also just to oh, yeah, briefly add, 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 so just briefly add to, to that, that you shouldn't consider the, um, the, the attempt to find something better as something that you can just put off indefinitely. Because, uh, yeah. because we do see as a society, as we're becoming more just a purely transactional society, you know, depression, anxiety, and suicide are rising. And so mm. it's, it's, so, you know, which is, which is you know, very disheartening. So it's like, this is, this is an important thing for you to invest in to find the better uh, situation, not just say, well, I'll do that when I get to it. No, the transactional relationship does have costs over time as well, even though it's better than an abusive situation. So I would say that definitely that's something you should actively pursue if that's the stage that you're at. Totally. And this actually goes hand in hand. This next thing I want to talk Hmm. about um, before we wrap up is I think one of the appeals to personality tests um, is the same thing that repeal uh, that repeals us from those said personality Hmm. tests. The appeal is tell me who I am. Yeah. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. the thing that actually repels us from it is stop telling me who I am. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and so I have actually found this in, I, I love um, knowing, you know, taking the test and I'm an Ian, Ian whatever. Uh, yeah. I, this is what I know about myself. And then all of a sudden I feel very confined. This is what yeah. I am. This is what I'm relegated to yeah. forever. And that's it. And so I would say one investigate, find out things about yourself, learn about yourself through these tests, through counseling, through friends, through family, through church, whatever it might be, but also never see what someone says about you or what a test says about you as um, a sentence or or just uh, a concrete. You are a human. And one of the beautiful things about humanity that God has created in us, and it's actually scientific, it's called neuroplasticity. You can become new. You can become different. You can become better. Um, You can grow. And you might even find that something you thought was an immutable part of your personality through health, through counseling, through relationship, through um, whatever it might be, you might find that something that was a part of your personality that was either either a test told you, your family, 
family mm-hmm. told you, someone told you, whatever it is, you might find that that ha- that is gone or that is yeah. grown or that is evolved into something more beautiful and full. So have fun with these tests, um, investigate, uh, enjoy, learn in whatever context you are learning to define yourself and your personality through, but also know you are human and you are yeah. capable of evolution and change and growth and redemption. You can make a change. So that was something that really helped me is, yeah, I am these letters or these numbers or whatever it is. I, I tend toward this kind of thing, but I can also grow and yeah. I can become better. You know, I, as a personal example, one of the things I read uh, that was read about me after taking the test is a T. I'm told I'm a T. And uh, for anyone who doesn't know, it's T and F, thinker and feeler in the Myers-Briggs personality test. And and feelers are known for being empathetic and emotional and gentle and kind. And I'm, you know, uh, oversimplifying here. And T's are known for being harsh and logical and analytical and cold. And that was something that to, in some degree, was true about me. I could be really harsh and I could be overly analytical and I could be um, unfeeling at times. And that is something that technically is true about me, but that's something that I didn't want to be only true about yeah, me. Yeah. I say it like that. That, yes, I'm a teen. I love this part of myself. I literally have a podcast called The Overthinkers. <laughs> um, but there's a part of me, and uh, Joseph, I, I've expressed this to you before where I actually envied my mm. friends who were emotional and connective and relational on this, on a, on a more emotional level. And I said, I want to be more of that. And so I learned yeah. practices in my life to, to grow, to talk to people, to become a more emotional and relational person so that my relationships were always harsh or I wasn't always saying things without feeling about it. I learned to learn the weight of my words. I learned yeah. to both employ my thinking and my emotions. And so now I actually occasionally tear up at a movie because I've actually allowed that part of <gasps> myself. Shocking. Um, I know, I know. Um, but, <laughs> but I see that part of um, me because I am a human with right. neuroplasticity, with um, God's image that allows me to grow and become new and different. So never see any of these definitions, again, be it on um, a test or from someone you know, don't ever think they're a sentence. You can grow, you can change, you can evolve. Yeah. No, I will, I will, I will add to that and say that um, there are two mistakes that people make. One is that to think that human beings are tabula rasa, you know, blank slate, that they they can they can be anything, mm. and they are completely malleable. Um, and that is not at all uh, backed up by you know uh, anthropology or biology or psychology. The other is that you know is that people are fixed. And uh, that cannot change in any way, and and everything is everything is set as soon as you're born. And neither of those things are true. Um, the the idea that you you these that's why personality tests are helpful in helping you discover who you already are. But you're right. I've also done this. I have you know as I've grown, you know, I have cha- my personality. You know, Myers Briggs has changed. You know, more than once over time mm. as I've grown because I have. Gr- worked on different parts of myself. And the thing is, again, that's part of in the sort of the the idea about identity that we get from, you know, Christian theology. Again, the first primary identity is you're part of the community that is under uh, God's rule. And that's your primary identity. Other things come after that. And then when it says discover identity, you discover that identity through um, your, you know, your community and, but you have an individual aspect of yourself. Um, And I think that 
as you are discovering that, and if personality types are helpful discovering that, um, that's good. And that's, but like you said, never, never let something that tells you about yourself prevent you from becoming a better person because that mm -hmm. is always what we are um, given that that's a possibility for us to be and do. Exactly. Absolutely. And there is scientific backing yeah. for this thing called uh, brain and neuroplasticity. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It happens through the vagus nerve. And, you know, I learned about this. This is interesting because uh, a lot of people write me about this because it's in one of my books, but I learned this through OCD. And one of the mm. things I learned as a teen when I was first diagnosed with OCD, that I thought this is just something I had to do. I, I can't stop. Ah, and yes. I, yes. I live with OCD the rest of my life. It'll be a struggle. It'll be difficult. Yeah. But what I learned is your brain creates pathogens. Essentially, imagine a stream yeah. Yeah. that digs itself deeper and deeper as it continues going through you can through practice through yeah. engagement through uh through education whatever it is create new pathogens uh yes. to make yourself more that's the thing that's beautiful about humans we are something like you said we are particularly something not a blank slate but we can become more than just that something yes yeah no as aristotle virtue is practiced virtue and you know christianity we our sanctification we'll always like you said you you may not ever stop being somebody who has you know ocd or struggles with that but like it's just as christianity talked about we're both sinners and we can be sanctified it's like you know you may never stop struggling with things but you can always become better than you were yesterday and that and is god yeah, go ahead. God is a God of process yes. and it takes time and growth, but whatever personality you are, whatever you have been told you are, uh, there might be true things about that, but you can also become so much more. So, amen. 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 Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> All right. Fantastic. Well, now we'll move on to everybody. And by everybody, I have no idea who I'm talking about. Everybody's favorite <laughs> segment, blesses and curses. So now, uh, Nathan, what is there something, some piece of art, some piece of culture that you would like to bless this week and curse related to personality tests? Oh, I'm going to, uh, let me think about this. I, I will bless well, I kind of already do this in the podcast, but I'll, I'll bless it uh, again. I really, if you want a great personality test, at least one that would give you, I think, closer to accurate results, to realistic results about who you are, I highly recommend the Myers-Briggs. I've really enjoyed studying it. It's given mm, me so much insight yeah. for myself. It's yeah. given me insight for other people. And in that process, it's empathy for myself and empathy for other yeah. people. So I really highly um, uh, uh recommend the 16 personalities test it's the myers-briggs you can find the 16 personalities test if you google it um but I, it's just really inf informing to me and i really yeah. enjoy it and again i don't see it as this immutable um right. a sentence but i do see it's something that really informs other people have and it gives me understanding for myself and understanding for others yeah. um so i highly recommend that i'm trying to think of a bless like in a movie or something i'm going to fall back on an old faithful that i know of less a million times i i still love the avengers because i just yes. see all these different personalities uh all these different even quote-unquote powers but i see them culminating in this beautiful way where they're all unique but they all have a shared goal and i just love the idea about personalities that different like you said earlier just because you're an infj doesn't mean you can only hang out with groups the, the best uh, uh collections of people are really unique people with different personalities yeah. you and i have very different personalities and we get yes. on famously do a podcast together because of our unique differences, but we share the same value. So I, I'm going to bless the Avengers. I just love the multitude of personalities and how they mesh, even how they struggle, but how they mesh to do something great in the world. Well, and I I'm love gonna, that everybody who watches this 
Yeah, go, go. Well, I was going to say, that, that, if you think of it specifically like the first Marvel Avengers film, how they are people of di- dramatically different personalities who, you know, come together and work together because they have shared values and a shared goal. And that's a really great picture of sort of the ideal community uh, setting. But also, you know, people have pointed this out in memes, but like, you know, you have Captain America and Iron Man who have like the most different personalities you could, <laughs> you could ask for. And they both do this thing where they define each other in the first Avengers film, where, uh... you know, Iron Man says to Captain America, the only, like everything special about you came out of the bottle. You know, there's nothing really special about you. And Captain America says, him, says, you're not the person to make the sacrifice play to, you know, lay down the wire and let somebody else crawl over you. And the thing is that people pointed this out and the end of their stories in Avengers Endgame, they prove each other wrong. Wow. And so that's the thing is that they actually, through their relationship with each other and growing, they actually are able to uh, prove that they are both capable of growth in ways that they didn't think that each other was capable of. So that's a really good- so much them but so much more than what they started oh that's so great absolutely so yeah that's definitely a bless um i know it's cliche i know i've probably blessed it a million times thus far but i I can't i can't not do when we're talking about personality as far as curse um i'm I'm, I'm gonna make a lot of people mad and i'm sorry and this isn't gospel this is my opinion I know everything Nathan Clarkson says is gospel. This is what we've established. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) I know that people love this. And if you do, I still like you. And and I'm I'm willing to be convinced otherwise. I've just, I've tried it. I've tried it. And I don't, it's it's the Enneagram. Enneagram. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I know that probably a lot of our listeners love it. Please write me, tell me how wrong I am. And I'm willing to be convinced. But my, my issue with it, I guess, is one, it's not based on psychology. It's not based on anything tested um, or even t- over a long period of time. It was kind of made up about five minutes ago and it was um, based on this, you know, uh, the, this kind of concept, this guy just kind of invented in his mind, which I guess is a lot of concepts, but it's never been tested. <laughs> and then my, my problem with it is you decide really you get to decide? Okay, fine. I'm the really cool, like I said earlier, yeah. the really cool, handsome personality <laughs> who's incredibly charming and successful. That's who I decide I am. So again, I, I am more distrustful of personality tests in which you decide who you are. What? It's like you those... Side for yourself. It's like the the meaning of names that's uh, for in Urban Dictionary. Like if you peruse, like what does this name mean? Like what the it's like? It's like a Jennifer means goddess. It's like hmm. I wonder if a Jennifer wrote this. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. And um, I, I got to tell you, the amount of fours that I've met. And then- <laughs> <laughs> then read the definition of what a four is and been like, what? Uh, no, you're not. <laughs> is just absolutely insane. So um, I'm sorry. I know that I, I am probably wrong, but thus far I have not been proven otherwise. Write me, write us, tell us how wrong I am. If you convince Nathan Clarkson, he will on the podcast make the Enneagram one of his blessings. <laughs> <laughs> and then I guess for a movie, I got I got to curse um, Divergent. I'm <laughs> I don't think I'm offending many people by cursing this. Essentially, it's a post-apocalyptic or, or yeah, a, a dystopian society. Dystopian, yeah. 
movie slash book about uh you are told who you are i think like a little pot tells you or something yeah, yeah. i don't know I, it's, listen, like, I, it's like evil sorting hat <laughs> evil yeah, sorting even hat. the sorting hat doesn't tell you your you know exactly your personality right, yeah so um yeah it's it kind of is and it just i it well, one, it's just not a, it's just not a good, it's not a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I would like it better. The concept better if it was just done better, but it just seems again, like, um, uh, again, like you, you're told who you are. And then obviously the main character is like something called dauntless, which is like a combination <laughs> of all of them. And more obviously those are the coolest. Can you imagine, you know, yeah. being told you're the nerdy guy and there's nothing you can do about it while someone else is like, well, I'm dauntless. And it's like, <laughs> oh, well, I guess I just have to be nerdy for the rest of my life and everyone will think I'm dumb or, or not dumb, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Well, this cool person gets to do flips and, and street run um and look cool and get tattoos that's interesting because so, the diversion yeah, the is, is in a certain sense the diversion was supposed to be like a critique of like you know um as far as i understand i haven't watched it or read it but as far as i understand it's supposed to be a critique of that whole like oh we're defining who you are but in a weird sense by having like the the dauntless kind of category it sort of like reinforces that by saying well yeah most people are like this but then there are special people like me who are like everything <laughs> <laughs> so i decided because i'm enneagram i've decided i'm dauntless um, <laughs> exactly. i'm good at everything um also yep. i'll right now i'll do a quick plug for kevin mccreary who hosts yes. um say goodnight kevin who we've had on the podcast a couple times he has a great uh, he basically he watches a movie and makes fun of it but really cleverly and so if you want a good laugh and fun time to watch um divergent watch his on youtube say, say goodnight kevin um take uh movie night where he watches and dissects um Divergent. It's really oh, that sounds hilarious. Good time. Yeah, Kevin is great. All of his stuff is great. So definitely, that sounds like a great time. Um, all right. So, <laughs> blesses and curses. So I'm going to bless a couple of YouTube channels that I think deal with personality really well, and I found them very helpful and slash or entertaining. Uh, one is one that we've talked about on the show a lot. Charisma on Command. Um, great. Love it. I, they they use like you know famous people or like famous characters to in order to kind of give you advice of like if you want to improve yourself you know whether like if you're an introvert and you want to be you know someone who who's able to be better in social situations or whatever it is your personality is and in ways you want to improve yourself so you can be more confident or whatever it is. Um, they give some good advice, and they tend to try to tailor it to different personalities. Obviously, they you know they don't do everybody, but they try to say like, well, if you're a bit shyer, here's something you can do, or if you're more this personality, here's what you can do. And so I think again, you can't take it as gospel, but as a helpful tool to be able to say, this is something I've struggled with. Like some, they've done a great thing of like, how do you keep from being interrupted in conversation? Like they give advice on that. That's something you struggled with. Mm. They give some techniques and tips for about that. So that's something I found very helpful as I've tried to improve. And so that's definitely something I bless and recommend to other people. I'll, I'll also say about it. Yes. Um, it, it definitely, what they do great on the channel is play into what we've talked about earlier. They acknowledge who you are, yes. but they also don't think that there's nothing you can do about exactly. it or that you can't grow or change. And so it's a really, it's, and everything he talks about is very gracious yeah. um, or, or the host or who, whoever does it is very gracious and, and, um, and respecting of all personalities. It's not like right. everyone should be in this person. Right. Um, 
but it's insightful, it's informative, and he does base a lot of his stuff on psychology, actual psychology. And again, I just love that it's, hey, you might be this, that's good. Here's how to add to who you are. Right. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a great channel, absolutely. Um, I'll also bless uh, the Frank James channel, which I uh, alluded to earlier, just because he, you know, he's, he's very open and vulnerable and honest about, you know, his own struggles on there and about his self-discovery through the, the 16 personality types. Um, but he also does it ways that, that can make great comedy because, like, you know, he does things like, oh, all the different personality types on a group chat. And so then he just plays the different characters and the different types. And it's really funny. So if you enjoy the personality types, that's a good way to kind of get an idea of what they are and also have a good laugh. I really enjoy that. that. So I really enjoy his channel a lot. Um, the curse I'm going to do is actually another thing I mentioned, I'm going to curse the documentary Persona, The Dark Truth Behind Personality Tests. And I'm going to curse it primarily because it brings up a lot of good points and a lot of good thoughts on, on you know, what are some of the, the history of, of the Myers-Briggs personality test and, and uh, history of some personality tests and, and some of the problems go along with it. It's very emotionally manipulative. It's a very emotionally manipulative mm. doc documentary. In what way? It... It, it, it tries to say, you know, tries to create this idea about the evil personality test industry that is trying to control your life. And, and, and it does it in a way that tries to create heroes and villains in a topic wow. that's much more complicated than that. And it really wants you at the end to be like, here's who you should be afraid of. And here's what we, you know, here's how to solve it. But it don't really give us we how to solve it. They just kind of want to scare you and then, uh, scare you into like I know supporting certain particular public policy measures. It's a bit like the social um, it policy it? measures over it's like, it's like, personality it's, tests. Wow. Like, okay. Like, yeah, we want you know it's like start to pass laws about per how personality tests can be used. And so wow. like so kind of okay. So, so it's, it's so it's kind of like it. And the thing is, again, there are different things you can say like oh good and bad about it, but they but they really try to emotionally manipulate you into going into a particular direction and to scare you. And I think that that's not helpful to the topic. So that's what my main curse is going to be. Um, you can, you can, if you if you want, you can read the article in the Guardian about uh, Persona, and then you can get everything you really need to know information wise. It's helpful, and just skip the documentary. Uh, so, <laughs> Good. So, um, that's, that's my way of doing things. Read the article. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. All right. Cool. So uh, thank you, guy, everybody, for joining us on this episode, uh, Nathan Clarkson. If uh, people want to get in touch with you or learn more, where should they go? They can go to NathanClarkson.me or they can find me on any of the socials to search my name, Nathan Clarkson. I love hearing from you. Uh, tell me how wrong or right I was. <laughs> yes. And uh, yeah, so NathanClarkson.me or any of the socials. And you can find me, josephholmesstudios.com or uh, go to any of the socials. Also, again, Big plug, please, uh, you can come to our overthinkersjournal.com. We'd love to have you there. Also joining our Facebook group, Overthinkers, private Facebook group, group, group. love to have you. A lot of all of our great discussions that we have on here, we have there. So yeah, uh, thank you very much. And remember, if it's worth thinking about, it's worth overthinking about. Mm -hmm.